And we're back. And we're back. Welcome back, world. I am Brennan Mitchell, and I am on a mission from God today. So, <laughs> dude, for real, I was actually so when dealing with chronic pain, one always confronts his higher power, and that's what I was doing when I was walking around the other day, and I was like, you know what? If there is a God, and you do make my pain go away, I will devote the rest of my life to spreading your message. Here's how I'm going to do it. Okay. Podcast format. Yeah. Completely open-ended ideology. Okay. We accept no answers, and we we uh, we don't collect any money that doesn't go from our hands to a charity. Okay. That's, what, that's my message. And then the, it's going to be three tenets. It's going to be be kind to others, be patient with others, and be understanding of others. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. And everything is fair game. So, like, maybe it's, like, the infinite tapestry of the universe just completely random and, like, informing everything. And then, yeah, maybe there's, like, a white dude with a white beard in the in the clouds and he, you know, he takes your dogs in after they die. Who knows? So that's my plan, but only if the pain goes away. So God, balls in your court. <laughs> all right, well. That's a f***ing start to a podcast. <coughs> that's how we get and things that's, rolling. That's my first edit. Oh, by the way, and last time I was like, I don't have to do any editing in the first 10 minutes. I swore like two or three yeah. times. <laughs> so It's okay. Getting better, because I think the first episode, it was like 10 times. Yeah, yeah, you were kind of <coughs> off the rails. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm still uh, fighting my allergies, so... Uh, I'm not going to be 100 percent today. Every time you cough, you got to you got to <laughs> chug for COVID. Try to get him. Three, two, two one. one. All right. Back and better than ever. So, okay, I wanted to tell you this story real quick. So, I went golfing on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I went on Thursday too, but uh, don't tell Sam. I went golfing on Tuesday. I won't tell her. And it, I got behind. Unfortunately, I was I got there just. Or like just later than I wanted to, and I got behind, you know, the the biggest group of old guys that were, you know, playing their blitz or whatever. And mm -hmm. So I, I was having to play a lot slower, which is usually fine, like not a big deal. But towards the the last couple holes, I don't know if it's just because of their age or if they had been drinking, they really started slowing down. And there was a group of old guys behind me that they weren't a part of it, but they were, you know, they were playing a little bit more relaxed. They were playing. Uh, just just having fun you know they weren't very good they're just out there to have a good time so I, I talked to them and i was like hey do you guys mind if i join up with you it'll kind of slow me down and because those guys the guys ahead of me weren't letting me through there was like mm -hmm. 10 groups or something so it just would have been a nightmare to try to get through so uh playing with these old guys and i don't think they were from around here because they were kind of asking me like touristy questions but this one mm -hmm. guy and these guys are old like they're in their 70s okay real old and one of them was like do you know if there's any like plantations around here that we could go and visit and i was like yeah there's like worms low and then i was i think i was telling him I, I thought that most of the most of the plantations would be in like south carolina um just because of the way savannah's set up now i don't think there's a whole lot of plants there's Ford Plantation in Richmond Hill, but that was just a name that was never called. It yeah. was, I mean, it was never a plantation. So I know there's a lot up in South Carolina. In fact, I'm actually bartending tomorrow for the South Carolina Plantation Club. That's a very exclusive wow. club. Yeah. 
Um, so we got to go up in the up in the boonies and find the <laughs> find this place and you know serve a bunch of old people uh, <laughs> cocktails. That and, sounds like a blast. Yeah, it's real fun. Pays well. Um, but and then the guy he 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 was like. Because I was telling him about Wormslow, and I was like, it's kind of more of a, it's like a historical site. It's not like, you know, it's not quite how it was or whatever. And then he, um, he was like, well, I, are there any that are, that are still operational? And I was like, God, I hope not. Uh, no. <laughs> Wait. And, um, you know, and I'm sure there's some that they grow stuff on the land because they have such big tracts of land, but just... The way he phrased it kind of took me aback, and I'm sure he meant he meant well, but just right. the, the way he phrased it, I was like, he kind of said it in the like, it just, you know, wasn't the the most modern way of asking. Yeah. So you know, that was just the war a couple hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, we we fixed t- we, took care of that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we kind of. <laughs> Decided that wasn't the best, yeah, that, the that, best system. That's not how we wanted to do business, so yeah. we fixed it. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's funny though. <sighs> but what a way to start the week! I know. And I let's like, get into some country music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't had. I didn't have an, an eventful week, so uh, we can just end on that one. You know, rolling right into the next thing. So let's flip the coin. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Me again. You again. And this isn't rigged because it was coming up record mm-hmm. um, yesterday when I was when I was flipping it. It kept coming up record, so it has a chance to land on both sides. Yeah. So getting things started. Limit squeeze and deep cuts, episode four, starting with "You Lie." So this was written by Aaron, Brian, and Clara Hennings- Henningsen, uh, recorded by the band Perry, mm-hmm. produced by Paul Worley, uh, Billboard. I think it peaked at number 42, U.S. Hot Country. The subcategory peaked at number number two. Billboard was, sorry, number 42, U.S. Hot Country, number two. It has been certified platinum. And this is, uh, I think, their second single, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was pretty well received critically. A lot of people thought it was a little bit more mature than their first single. Uh, yeah, lyrics are pretty straightforward. A lot of uh, similes for just how bad this guy lies <laughs> yeah 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 this is one that um trish is actually a fan of uh the band perry yeah um this isn't one of the songs that she loves mm-hmm. but she was familiar with it and you know it kind of um follows the same trope and i don't mean this in a bad way like there's a lot of uh female country singers i think every one of them has at least one of these songs yeah oh yeah like the yeah. man done wrong so um oh yeah you know gonna do some horrible things to him and you know which which i think is awesome i mean if i was dating a country music singer i would be like on my p's and q's all you better be because because you know unlike you know and i hate to bring this up but unlike you know cardi b maybe uh maybe selling a product but like like the band perry and and you know miranda lambert and all those Mm -hmm. they're selling uh threats and they mean it (laughs) it. and i you say you got to be on your p's and q's because they're on a hair trigger they're ready like they're they're you told that story about uh the guitarist for anthrax freaking Mm -hmm. out when the bottle came on stage and you could just you from that story you know he was just he was ready for it he was just i'm about to and that's when that's country music singers in relationships they're like dude make the wrong move 
Especially the women. I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> Especially the women. And the fact that, that my wife loves those type of songs. Mm-hmm. I'm on my should, P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah, that should scare you. Yeah, because yeah, it's like she knows where we keep the knives. I kind of I kind of want to see like just the ballsiest <laughs> male country singer come out with the counter to this, which is like, is like if you don't cook dinner right, I'm going to beat the shit out <laughs> exactly. of you. <laughs> it, it doesn't work in the opposite direction. No, it does not. In this direction, it's like, yeah, girl power. There's a... Um, What's her name? Uh, I think she was an American Idol singer. I think it was Carrie Underwood. Okay. And I think she was on American Idol. But she she has a country career, and she has a song like this, and it's the chorus is, I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive, carved my name into his leather seats. Like, all about, like, trashing his stuff because he's out cheating and stuff, and it's like... Uh, it's all yeah girl power yeah stick it to him but the a guy singing a song like that like, oh no like i set your car on fire <laughs> <laughs> i i threatened to kill your new lover doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work doesn't yeah that's work, another so. one that that song trish loves that one too yeah. so it's like yeah. i think if, it's carrie underwood does she use it as sort of like if you've done something wrong, you start noticing a couple more of those songs creeping up in the playlist. No, no, but because <laughs> she knows that I already know. It's like the Jaws music, but like it's like, oh, here's another, here's another country woman done wrong before she gets redneck crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it was. I'm used to hearing like songs like this around the house because that's what Trish loves, mm-hmm. and you know, it's straightforward yeah. i mean i know she used a lot of like metaphors and all that and i thought it was really cool it was actually really creative yeah how they came up with it and um you know it's just one of those things where you know if you're married to one of these women you know you, you behave yourself young man oh yeah absolutely, absolutely but uh but it was it was a fun lesson and it's like you know i'm all for you know because i'm married to a strong country woman that you know, I'm all you for it. You have to like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have to. <laughs> you sign the paperwork. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your eyes. They can see so, it in yeah, your it's eyes. Like, it's like, yeah, I love her. I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's a great relationship, very stable. I'm so not scared. The fact that things don't fly around as much as they should. <laughs> I do. I did want to mention one thing. Um, a friend of mine. So this uh, this single was actually big when I was in. Um, the Anaconda Job Corps, which is like uh, part of the Civilian Conservation Corps. That's where I got certified in welding and stuff. Long story short, my friend up there, when this song came out, he was telling me that, so obviously the band is a group of siblings as kind of the front runners, and mm-hmm. then they're, they're backed. He was telling me that the, the, the family members are Joe Perry from Aerosmith's children. And I just wanted to say, hang on, let me check the clock. Nick, you're a fucking liar. That's not <laughs> I true. Like, I you were wrong. That they're not related to Joe Perry at all. The, um, I think they're related to some kind of artist. I looked that up. Maybe Steve like, Perry. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. From Journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to, just to clear up that little yeah. m- miss uh, misinformation. But yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I recommend it. Uh, like I said, it's not my uh, my type of music, but because my wife loves it, I hear it all the time at the mm-hmm. house. And it's, you know, I get it. I, and I'm totally for the that empowerment of women. I mean, uh, I don't have a problem with a woman basically threatening to, you know, do horrible things to you if you, you know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on that same level. It's, uh, 
you know, going back to the Carrie Underwood song, like, I mean, you sort of, I mean, you knew what kind of woman you were dealing with, yeah. so maybe you'll think twice before you cheat. Yeah, you made that choice. Yeah, all you had to do was, you know, I always say, just go about it the right way. Just break up with their, mm-hmm. there's there's heartache, but when you, you know, you, you do the crime, you do the time. Right. And, I mean, she definitely committed a crime in that song. Well, I mean, but, but you know. I think she, I think actually the the singer in this committed crime sending her her daddy and her brothers after him. Yeah, I, I know, think, right? I think that is conspiracy, so. Well, you know, but her hands are clean. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that, <laughs> the, that actually. Like the dawn of a mafia <laughs> family. Makes me think of, me and, uh, me and Trish watch a lot of forensic files. Mm. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, you know, you know, if you can't fly right and then break up. And we, we are surprised at how many of these shows are centered around a spouse that kills the other spouse. And one of their reasonings was they didn't want to go through a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, um, that doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. Well, now you get, you know, 50 years to life to it's think like, about it. Yeah. You know, a couple of months of litigation, you know, you get half your stuff. Yeah, I just really didn't want to deal with all the legal trouble. Yeah, so like, I just killed her. Like, what? <laughs> that, that that just shows that they really think they can get away with it. My favorite mm-hmm. episode that I've watched so far, I haven't seen a lot of them, but is, we've talked about it as the one where the guy, like, he, he pushed her down the stairs and he staged it. And, of course, the forensic people are like, wait, why did her left shoe go this way and her right shoe go this way? And, like, they show the interview tape mm-hmm. of him in the police station, and he's like, those damn black shoes like it was all about how he he was like i told her not to wear those when she was walking down those steps and they were like okay this guy is a hundred percent this is the worst acting ever they were like they're they're the producers are panicking they're like it took 15 minutes to solve this crime how are we gonna pad this out like yeah obviously did it <coughs> there was there's been a couple more where they've shown like the uh the interview video mm-hmm. of the uh quote bereaved husband yeah doing the same like spiel Mm -hmm. it's like the academy awards people aren't watching you right now yeah 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 yeah. and it's like this is so fake and it's bad acting for like soap opera standards it's terrible or porn standards yeah yeah really bad it's horrible yeah so but well you know my wife knows i I i'm not gonna i'm not gonna murder her or sleep or whatever i just don't have the the luck or the time or the you know i'd get caught immediately Mm -hmm. and you know Plus, she's worth more to me alive than dead anyway, so. <laughs> They're going to play this in court, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just okay. trying to plead my case. All right. All right. Um, but, yeah, I would give it, um, yeah, I, I recommend. I mean, if you are if you like country music and, uh, you know, you're, you're a tough chick and I'm all for it. How many banjos would you rate this out of five banjos? I would give it four banjos. Four banjos. All right. Four banjos out of five. All right. Very, very good. All right. All right. Moving on. All right. So I think the first one I gave you was a song called Ghost of the Sun. Mm-mm. That was second. That was second. Oh, it was uh, Isolate. That's by, right. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry for uh, for being a stickler for order. No, no. It's fine. I've medicine. Yeah. Which is even better. All right. So Isolate. Is uh, from uh, they're a British uh, gothic metal band called Paradise Lost. A uh, little brief history: they are actually one of the big three that they say that kind of created the gothic metal genre. Between them, Catatonia, and My Dying Bride. Mm. Um, in fact, 
Paradise Lost second record was called Gothic, and that's where the term kind of oh, okay. spouted out. Yeah, some kind of tropes that I picked on picked up on is like they they really like like interesting rhythmic syncopation and synthesizers. Yes, and creepy weird vocals. Yeah, and this is uh, this was during an era where they went from uh, the lead singer Nick Holmes. He went from like the harsh voice mm -hmm. to the more of the voice that you hear on this song and a few of the albums that kind of are around that area. It almost kind of went from being gothic metal to just gothic rock. Okay, and then, you know there is a difference, of course, but this is some of their their quote, I guess, lighter fare. Mm -hmm. And um, they've actually gone back around to more of the harsher, harsher vocals and all that stuff. But um, so more metal esque, yeah, kind of vocal. But still, yeah. with the gothic sense, is just his vocal range is, is a lot more harsh. Yeah, so I, I would <coughs> say out of like the the stuff you've shown me, where somebody's gone from a typical way of singing to trying something new, this guy's probably the best executor so far mm -hmm. of singing a little bit. He still retains a lot of his grittiness, but without. Uh, and I, th I think he's fairly successful in terms of trying to sing in a different manner. Yeah, and I actually prefer this type of vocal than the grittier, growly type. Mm -hmm. It's not death metal growls, but it's it's a little bit grittier. But this, okay. you know, and I, and I picked from this. I was trying to give you some more, I guess, upbeat gothic metal songs mm -hmm. to kind of introduce you to it, to kind of slip your toe in, yeah, just a little bit. And um, you know, as far as like the meaning of the song. It could go any way you want to. I mean, I didn't. I don't really know exactly what it's about. Yeah, it's kind of just all ties back to the title and like. I think there's there's a fair amount of I would say hope in mm -hmm. the song, like especially in the chorus. Like it seems more um, optimistic than the some of the verse kind of lyrics. Yeah, but so your thoughts? I mean. I as as it being the first song introducing me to the genre, it was definitely very different. Like I had, it kind of reminded me of some more like industrial kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sort of like middle aged Tool kind of stuff with like the like going for more sound elements with the synthesizers and stuff. You still have the like very driven metal kind of beat and bass and guitars. And it also kind of reminded me a little bit of like Marilyn Manson kind of stuff. I'm not super familiar with that work, just with like having atypical instruments mm -hmm. in terms of what would be like more of a classic kind of metal setup where you have like a drummer, two guitarists, <coughs> bass player. You know, especially in American metal, you don't see a lot of keyboards and yeah. synthesizers. <clears throat> You do in some of the like I would say maybe more recent kind of subgenres, but mm -hmm. uh, and you were telling me this is kind of more of a European thing. Yeah, yeah, very so. European. Yeah, they're and and with the thing with like with the gothic metal, you can get away with the keyboards and mm -hmm. whatnot. And this was yeah, this was also an era where they were kind of leaning a l with a little bit of an industrial tinge to it mm -hmm. so you're not you're not incorrect in like kind of getting that connection yeah it, it really you know who it really kind of reminded me of as a european artist is like kind of um is uh rammstein yeah a little bit kind of like the the techno elements like the um like the the sort of like more danceable rhythms and stuff like that like pretty straightforward kind of mm -hmm. boots and cats boots and cats <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, but yeah, and, and this is uh, one of my favorite Paradise Lost records. Probably my second favorite of their catalog. But I like the you know how they went with like the the softer sound, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, it was um, just like the little uh, three or four album chapter where they just kind of lighten the mood, mm -hmm. for lack of a better statement. Yeah, but. Still, it's. I think just by nature of the way they compose a lot of these songs, it, it still ha like you. I could tell that if I dive deeper into the genre, there would be some real dark stuff. There is. Yeah, that's. You were kind of telling me that before we got started. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I was kind of. I was thinking a lot of songs about drinking blood and and murdering virgins and maybe not that. Well, yeah, some of it is, but most <laughs> of it's just like dealing with desperation or emptiness or. You know stuff like that so how does this translate for like because i think there's a catch-all term especially when i was growing up in my early and middle teens mm -hmm. the, like they were the hot topic kids we all called gothic or they're like they're the goth kids would they listen to this kind of stuff or they're more like i know that the band like Bauhaus mm -hmm. is pretty big in america in terms of the goth sort of stuff so i was just curious as to like would they be listening to this or the they would the more uh metal leaning goth kids would listen to this okay I mean this i wouldn't say that this would be the same um crowd as like that listens to the cure or something like that oh, okay. but, but there might be some like crossover that, that, yeah that crossover yeah, yeah. okay mm -hmm. one of the one of the things i thought and i found interesting is i love when bands have names that are like i can't believe nobody's had thought of it up to that point because paradise lost you know by uh Milton. But Milton, yeah, mm -hmm. it was written long time ago, mm -hmm. real long. I mean, that's an old book, and I was I was amazed that no, like they're kind of the I think they're the first band to use it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting, and like you know, Pain, which is coming up later, is yeah. like nobody thought of this yet. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, but yeah, they came up with it, and there's nothing more gothic than than the the book Paradise Lost. Mm. I mean, True. Which and, that was Milton's. Um, answer to uh the odyssey and the iliad mm -hmm. it was he wanted to uh, uh, have an english counterpart mm -hmm. to those and that's why he uh, came up with the the, the book or the it's actually a poem but mm -hmm. paradise lost it's like a whole book though isn't it yeah but it's I, the, I haven't read it so oh. i'm probably speaking a lot out of time but i know the basic story you know it's uh satan as the hero right it kind of goes through that because like it's got the three chapters of you know paradise purgatory and inferno mm -hmm. and it's just kind of you'd have to read it okay i don't want to spoil it I, i've read it yeah and you're like you're like of course you have i the only thing by milton i've read was this <coughs> long poem and it was all it's all a metaphor for a card game mm. and i was like my my uh, poetry teacher in ninth grade was super into it i was like this poem sucks <laughs> <laughs> paradise lost is a uh, it's not like a sit down on a sunny day and read no and that's i think that's the issue I have with a lot of the classics is they're hard to they're hard to read even mm -hmm. if there's something I want to and I know I know Lord of the Rings is pro it's not an example of the classics but it's an example of something that's hard to read it's something that I wanted to read cuz I read the hobbit and then I tried to read the fellowship of the ring and the first like 40 pages is just just describing the house and i was like i'm out man like that's why i like chuck palinuk it's like let's yeah, yeah. Fucking get to it. let's get to it i get don't get in there and get it done i can't uh i can't stand that for 
doing that for so long. But yeah, I would I would definitely I would definitely say if you are into more of the stuff that I kind of mentioned, like the industrial stuff, mm -hmm. like very rhythmic kind of metal with maybe some like brighter quality synthesizer. If you're into that kind of stuff, check this out. If you're not familiar, it's it's it definitely piqued my curiosity. I don't know if I would deep dive into this mm -hmm. band or this genre, but it's it was definitely definitely very different. Yeah. So. And this would not be where I would, if you wanted to get into gothic metal, this would not be the album I would tell you to start with. Mm. Now, if you were a goth rocker, like the into bands like The Cure and Susie and the Banshees and stuff like that, this might be where you want to start. Okay. But if you're a metalhead who wants to get into gothic metal, I would recommend starting with some of their, their heavier, harsher stuff first. And that would be like some of the earlier albums. Yeah, the okay. albums like Gothic and... Um, Let's see. What's another really good one? Uh, their first album, Lost Paradise, would be another Ooh, one that jumps into. Yeah. <laughs> but I would start with those and just kind of ease your way in. Mm -hmm. You know, so Believe in Nothing, that's was between the harsh sound and this sound and a few others like that. So, okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Moving on to the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh God! Is this where we're going? This is dirt road. So the the reason that I actually suggested this is I was looking for a different song. I'm not super familiar with country. I kind of have some bands, some songs that I like, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't listen to the top forty country. Um, I was looking for a song, and I think what I was looking for is a song called Dirt Road Anthem. But okay. I just I went on the top country thing. And I saw Dirt Road and I was like, oh, this is that song. So I played it and then I listened to it and I was like, it's not the song I was looking for, but this is horrible. So let's <laughs> let's get into it. So um, this is a this was actually pretty hard to pin down. Occasionally I'll, I'm finding songs like this that mm -hmm. are like, this one I think is just so new and it's, the artist is really underdeveloped. He's generated a lot of success because of this song, but he doesn't have his like ducks in a row i don't think he's signed to a label so i don't think there's a lot of information on him outside of what he's written mm -hmm. or people that he's he knows has written so not a whole lot of information about him i know he's from hamilton georgia um and yeah he made it i i think he's he's got over two million monthly <coughs> listeners on mm. spotify and i would say that this is I think this song got put on one of the Spotify or a couple of the Spotify playlists. Okay. And then just, he kind of blew up. So, uh, Kid G, K-I-D-D-G. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I heard, I, I heard he's the son of Kenny G. I think I'm, so. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny G and Kid Rock made a baby. <sighs> <laughs> and it's this. Did you, I, I didn't, there were no challenges for this week. Oh no, no, there was one. Um, you gave me one for yeah, yeah, pain, I gave you but, one, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I gave you any. You didn't, but listening to this song was a challenge enough. <laughs> um, it's 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 terrible. Yeah, it's the no offense, kid. I here's the thing: is I like what he's going for in terms of like this is way better than anything I wrote at sixteen. So I can't hate on him for that, and 
here's some here's some things that I don't. Here's I'm just gonna start with some things I don't like, and then some things that I I do like. Um, things I don't like is so there's a, a lyric in one of the verses. It's like my buddy Nikki out the window, AR15 got good aim, mm-hmm. and at that point in the song. They cut back to a clip of Kid G shooting an AK-47. That kind of bugged me. And the reason it bugged me is because earlier in the music video, he has an AR-15. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How? Like, come on, continuity. Like, This teenage music video shoot didn't have a continuity person? So, uh, <laughs> and then the other thing that bothered me is like, it, re- <coughs> it really bugs me when they have... Instru- like an instrument in the in the music video and it like what the person's playing doesn't line up with the mm-hmm. record mm-hmm. i don't like that i really so that really bugged me that that was one of the first things and um it could be something as simple as the fact that like it's clearly on the record somebody's like picking with a pick or, and like this person's like doing the thumb thing it's like that's not the same sound so, yeah uh things that i did like um I like. I actually like the music. I think I don't. Again, I couldn't find a whole lot on the production of this. And like, if this kid did it himself or with his friends, like the music video is definitely uh, that level of just his friends got together. And so and that's I, something I like. He has way better friends than I do. And I didn't watch the music video. Yeah, so. sorry, not to get too much into the music video, but I, I did, that was a component that I, I was like, I have to watch it. Just, as, <laughs> I was like, how did they? There was a music video, so I couldn't help myself. Uh, I do like the fact that he has way better friends than I do, because uh, I would not have been able to pull this off at 16. And what makes me sad is how fast this kid's going to drown in pussy. Because <laughs> I don't know who this girl is that broke your heart, but I think you're going to be okay, kid. G. Yeah. I don't think he has good friends because if he had real friends, they would tell him to make better music. But uh, sorry, um, this, this, by the way, is the Gucci Gang of country. It is, in my opinion. That was my first thought. I was like, so "That's kind of that's kind of why I went with it." We're finally getting uh, people who are influenced by Kid Rock now, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what he sounds like. Um, he's Kid Rock. That's what the yeah, G stands for. <laughs> but this reminds me of when I was. Uh, Living back home in Macon, and, and you might have these kind of kids here and everywhere. I'm not sure, but we had like these kids that were country, mm-hmm. and I and I air quotes with the word country. But Dad, daddy's money country. Yeah, they were rich, yeah. rich kids who uh, daddy would buy them, you know, the biggest, loudest pickup truck, and they would dress all country and all the way down to like the big Confederate flag in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. But they would listen to like gangster rap. Mm. And it's like, I, I don't think you understand what you're doing. Yeah. Like, but this is the kind of music that they would. Yeah. And and that's kind of the par- part of the reason I pitched it as like in the same spot that Gucci gang was in mm-hmm. for the last episode is like, the lines are just blurring. Like, the, like people, I, I want people to stop saying things like on one side, like, oh, yeah, I listen to pretty much everything, but except that rap crap, or then the people on the other side is like, I, I listen to everything but country. It's like, you guys are so, like, these genres are becoming so close together in terms of what's popular. Mm-hmm. You're basically all just the same person. It's just like, do you want to talk about Glocks? Or do you want to talk about Smith & Wessons? Do you want to talk <laughs> yeah. about 
you know, uh, um, what's the crystal? Do you want to talk about Bud Light? It's like yeah. you're just all talking about the same things. Like you like you. It's just it's almost just branding at this point, and then mm-hmm. the instruments you use, right? And it's like with them, like, do you like? Are you into country or hip hop? Because they're I mean, kind of the same thing. You now. can be into both, but you've got to understand. That you know when you when you wear the uniform of the country yeah. boy, yeah, and you listen to like the hardcore rap, you you need to you know do some soul searching. Yeah, I mean you you look stupid. Your your brain's malfunctioning because you're you're sort of attributing your outer persona mm-hmm. and then the content that you're consuming. You're 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 sort of chalking that up to your personality. Mm-hmm. And you need to do some work. Yeah, and it's I, I don't have a problem with no, uh, people yeah. listening to whatever they want. Right, I but, don't either. But but so there's this there's this. Have you seen this movie? It's fucking awesome. It's from it's a Canadian film, and it's called Fubar Balls to the Walls, Mm-mm. and it's it's about these two guys that they're they're idiots, and they go to work on the pipeline in Alberta and all this, stuff, and it's fucking hilarious. It's a really we'll watch it at some point because okay. it's got some like. It's just, it's hilarious. But they go, there's this character in it who they go to work for, who's, he's got the flannel and he's got the Copenhagen and the, and the, um, the, uh, you know, the trucker cap and he's pulling into work and he's, he's got his black, uh, coworker in the truck next to him mm-hmm. and they're riding in and they're listening to like, like gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And as they pull into the work site, they change the station to a country <laughs> song and like, they have the windows rolled down and it's like that's I think that's a hilarious joke and I think this is kind of what we're touching on is like yeah it's you guys are on the same team yeah you just you disagree with about the uniforms yeah you just need to and also like like said like the kids that I knew that would like act that way and it's like but these are the kind of guys that would be scared to death to ride through like the hood mm-hmm. and also you know you you can't you can't be into gangster rap and have a big Confederate flag on your truck. Okay, yeah, those it doesn't are work. it doesn't work. Those are two things that, that would be like you know, I don't know, going to see Schindler's List wearing like a Nazi uniform. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's a, it does not work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't recommend this song. I thought it was very childish what? and just lame. Sorry, I'm bummed. This is the one I wanted you to like more than anything. Yeah, this is this is too much. Like, uh, this is dollar store kid rock as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Off brand, yeah, the, and and you know, <laughs> this is the Walmart brand cough cough medicine that you need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's take it's something just, that I, I despise PBR and get a cheaper version of what I despise, yeah. and that's what this is. Sorry if you guys like it, it's, that's your business. I think it's I think it's I think it's just evident of the times we're in yeah, where yeah. lines are getting blurred because I maybe it's just the 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 way music is being consumed now mm-hmm. i that's just what that's kind of what i attribute it to and i could be wrong but i i see things moving into this more intertwined direction where it's like the only real difference is like i think it's like like the paula dean conundrum where she doesn't talk like that but she talks like that when she's <laughs> when she's on her show mm-hmm. to southern it up and that's i feel like most of these people speak normally and then they they i mean the next song is pretty evident of that where they're like uh we'll get into it but he, he has a lyric uh uh 
I put it in pork. And he says it like <laughs> so he can rhyme it with guitar. Right. And it's like, you guys are all just making the same music now. So mm-hmm. everybody needs to get along at this point. Because your all... country, you got your you got your country in my hip-hop, and you got my hip-hop in your country, and you guys just need to take a bite of that Reese's and chill the fuck out. That's right. I like it. And that's what we're doing with this show. So yeah. that's all I have to say. You wouldn't recommend this? I would recommend this to a 13-year-old girl who just just can't make it work with her forever love. I would recommend this. This would give you some perspective on his side of things. Yeah, I would I would recommend this to a 13-year-old boy who This guy has a really low tolerance for dipping tobacco, by the way. <laughs> There's a lyric in this like Copenhagen got me buzzing, got yeah. me spinning in my brain. It's like, "Oh, you don't dip very much." It's like you'd have to eat eat a whole can of Copenhagen just mm-hmm. to but yeah, I mean, I don't know if if you're if you're a young a young person, uh, yeah, you might like this. Yeah. But you know, once you, uh, I guess once you learn how to like um, read, then I think maybe this this would be above your educational level. You'll get level. there by fifteen. You'll get there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, kind of going back to the Milton <laughs> thing. I so I I listen to a lot of older country artists. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson, big fan. Oh uh, yeah. Clint Black. Um, trying to think of some others now that I'm on the spot. Those are the two. Those are the two. Old. Yeah. But I think of it as like, you know, I can't read a lot of the old classics because I just lose interest. And I think maybe nowadays a lot of younger people probably can't listen to those older country artists. You know, like, God, why can I not think of his fucking name? Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Okay, Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm such a... I, that red button goes on and I become a fucking moron when it comes to recall um but yeah maybe it's hard for them to get into that kind of stuff you know um so i don't know maybe this is the the chuck palinuk where you get to stuff faster you know i don't yeah i guess so. I, mean, I don't it, want it, these deep heartfelt things i want this like sugar-coated yeah candy heartbreak yeah the kids want the the quick the quick fix and not the long road so talk you about know. shit that i like talk about fords and <laughs> copenhagen wheel drive and, and ar-15s light and, and yeah, I mean that's fun. We all listen to stupid stuff when we were. I wish learning. I could. I could. I wish I could remember the first song that I wrote because it was. I I want to go back, figure out what that song was because it was horrible, and then shoot a music video <laughs> with all my friends and pretend to be a teenager again. <laughs> now he outdid me. I have no hate for him. I'm not trying to trash him. Um, I hope he continues to develop as an artist, and because we all have our our first thing we create and yeah yeah you know i think sometimes people are cursed by early success and i hope that doesn't happen to them um it's a catchy tune it was in my head all all last night which sucks because i was trying to sleep yeah unfortunately it's been in my head this week but uh yeah yeah, it got i just you know even trish didn't like it and she likes she didn't like it she hated it man yeah we gotta get her in on this she was not a fan so Sorry if you like it, you know, it's fine. This is still better than Gucci Gang. Mm-hmm. If that helps. Yeah, it's it's definitely a step up from Gucci Gang. Yeah. Just I mean, he had he didn't at least he didn't repeat like, you know, Beretta 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 Beretta. So there I mean, he he did write more than 17 words. Yeah, that's true. So, but I hope he got an A plus on his on his on his project. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Put this one to bed. We'll put this, please. Put it down. Take it out back. Take it out back shoot and it. shoot it with an AR-15. Yeah. That looks like an AK-47. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know that wasn't his fault. That was the director's fault. Though I'm sure he approved the final cut, so Kid G, do better. Come on. Well. His buddy Nicky wasn't even in the film. I don't actually have any proof. <laughs> yeah, Nikki might have been in you know parochial school or something. <laughs> Nick, Nikki was on restriction. Nikki went back to summer school. Yeah, his mom grounded him. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't leaving this trailer today. No, sir. Not till all the dishes are done. <laughs> we are back. I have drained my soy boy latte, <coughs> and now you see me in my true form. His true form. I upgraded. <laughs> All right. I am so thankful I have a woman who puts up with me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Who listens to uh, country music about <laughs> killing your old man if he does anything wrong. <laughs> hey, but at least she's not a country songwriter. Because you yeah. come home and she'd be like, hey, babe, I want you to check out my new song. It's called I'm Going to Hang You. I'm going to hang you by your head cut you. <laughs> it's not about you, sweetheart. It's about that other guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the guy I used to date. Yeah. <laughs> no. You scared me. Yeah. All right, so we put that guy to bed. So we will put move him on. down. We put him down. Which... Back to real music. <laughs> so, and sorry, I had, I had gotten them out of order. Mm. They were in my uh, playlist in a different order. That's okay. So that's why I got, I all, I got I'm a stickler off. for like order I send you and then order you sent me. So yeah, that's how I do very, it. Very, very anal retentive. And that's that's reflected on the uh, Spotify playlist LSD parentheses season parentheses you could follow it on spotify um that's gonna be a wild playlist i'm i'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to developing because if you think about it uh probably in a maybe like a year year and a half from now we'll hit 100 episodes that's 300 songs that's 300 songs with probably seven or eight kid Actually, g songs sprinkled that's in 600 songs oh yeah you're you're a part of this podcast too <laughs> sorry Good night, guys. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Cutting it up. I can, no, that's less about you and more about the fact that I can't do math as an adult. That's okay. You don't really need it. Like, your teachers lie to you. you. You won't need it. I don't think so. I don't think I need it at all. When I was a kid, they were like, it's not like you're going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, I don't have my phone, but yeah. Genuine. <laughs> all the time. Look at that. You have a calculator. You have a camera. You have everything. Access to every piece of adult content ever created. <laughs> And Tony's Steakhouse menu. Oh, this episode yeah. of the podcast brought to you by Tony's Steakhouse. Disclaimer: No, it's not. I think we have to actually protect ourselves from that. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Catatonia. Catatonia. Let's get on to the next one. Catatonia. The song is "Ghost of the Sun." This is off their 2003 album "Viva Emptiness." So uh, I like it. Yeah, this was um, kind of. This is in the middle of their career. Uh, like I said, they're one of the big three of gothic metal. Uh, Catatonia hails from uh, Sweden. I'm always impressed at how good a lot of these foreigners can write in English. Yes, especially songwriting, because that's a that's a difficult thing to manage. And kind of you know, going off of Swedish. So do you know the song "Hooked on a Feeling"? Mm -hmm. Yeah, th those guys don't actually speak English. They were just phonetically taught. How oh, wow. speaking? Yeah, that whole song is one hundred percent. They just taught them how to say the specific words. They had no that's so. 
I, maybe they just had a good ear for English, but I, I mean, genuinely, I mean this, and then the um, God, we talked about him just a couple weeks ago. Band from from Swe- uh, Sweden, um, metal band, Damnation. Why can I never think? Opeth. Oh yeah, Opeth. Opeth. Yeah, Which... I mean, speaks or at least sings really good English. I don't know how good their yeah their linguistic skills are, but that's actually uh, odd that you bring up Opeth while we're talking about Catatonia. Because their first two records, I think it was at least their first two records, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but the lead singer of Opeth mm-hmm. was the lead singer for Catatonia. Really? Mm-hmm. He huh. did all the harsh vocals on Catatonia's first couple of records. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So that was very, there's there's so much synergy in this podcast. The, yeah, yeah, but they're, those two bands are really good friends. Like the, the two singers especially are really good friends. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was kind of um. Well, I mean, there's only like four people in Sweden, so I'm sure they, yeah. two of them don't like each other. But <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's Abba, and then there's the other four. People. Yeah, Abba, Catatonia, and then Opeth. Opeth, yeah. <laughs> they all have the same members. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys who did Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Swedish chef from the Muppet Show. That, oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back somewhere, but yeah, um. And they started out kind of harsher and kind of started leveling out into what like this album sounds like. And they they're still around. They're still they progress more into almost like a progressive goth, if that makes any sense. But it's yeah. very ethereal. Odd times and synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is actually my favorite Catatonia record, and this is the most upbeat song on the record. That's why I gave you this one. This one was the most upbeat. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how deep the rabbit hole goes it goes pretty deep and it's it's a great record i love this song too it's a good this is the album opener mm. and what a great way to open your record with something like like goes to the sun um but yeah they're just uh they're still doing what they do i think uh the lead singer uh jonas and i cannot remember his last name <laughs> he has an amazing voice he does, yeah. I will. I agree with that. And it's consistent. He still sounds as great now. So the the screaming behind the chorus is that the lead singer of Opeth, or is that a member of the? That's okay. a member of Catatonia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lead singer of Opeth left recording with them long, long okay. before this. Yeah. I re- I really enjoyed the screaming element under the, the um like sort of the more, I would say like kind of tranquil <coughs> vocals of mm-hmm. the lead. I, it's it's cool. I like that. I like that dynamic. Just to kind of start on that yeah but it's just the structure of of like mixing in the screaming and Mm -hmm. it really it really flows well and it's i don't know it just kind of pumps you up yeah in in that kind of way i like the riff it's it's uh it's really interesting like rhythmic riff and they go it's i I think it's a very odd key to like sing in Mm -hmm. like if i was presented with the instrumental i don't really know that i i would not be confident and singing and i i like the way he approaches it um i think he does a very good job um i gotta stop saying um and like by the way yeah i've, I've, I've been working I do, I do on it bad. uh <laughs> what was i gonna say the, i really enjoyed this song i really enjoyed the lyrics mm-hmm. the one th- drawback for me is Personally, when I when I write music, I try to avoid swear words, mm-hmm. and 
it's not out of I mean I do worship our Lord and Savior Raptor Jesus and he frowns upon swearing but I don't personally frown upon swearing I just have I've <coughs> always been under the sort of the the assumption that there's a better way to say something than yeah. swearing and the chorus is I trusted you uh, you lied it's all been a fucking lie I think that's right. Yeah. I, sometimes I get mixed up with the the wording, but and then don't give a shit. You know, so there's two swear words kind of like back to back, and it's like the verses are so well constructed and thought out lyrically that it kind of just like downgrades the chorus for me. Just I I know you're yeah. trying to express like very deep frustration and. Uh, you're trying to express the feeling of being betrayed, and I get that. It's just that's the one point of criticism that i have of this wildly successful band <laughs> right and and i um, agree i think that you know only like you know if you're going to use swear words only use them to really bring a point home yeah i think a lot of music on, on, in every genre they overdo it for shock value but it's mm -hmm. not not anymore no it's, there's no shock to it anymore but if you want to really and I, I get where he was coming from but it could have done without it Mm -hmm. And still would have, and Catatonia doesn't really use a lot of, of bad language in their songs. Yeah. So it's kind of a rarity to hear that. Well, in this song, it's it's because just from the sound perspective and how he sings with it, it's got this like sort of ethereal, I mean, almost uh, like I would say, uh, like otherworldly kind of sound to it. Like it's very interesting sounding. And then to, and to, to tie that in with the lyrics and like city of glass that I live in, you know, it's, I mean, it's very, very well thought out. And then just that little bit of swearing kind of, it just kind of took me out of it. It was yeah, like, yeah, it's very misplaced in the song just because of how well it's, it's, it would be like listening to somebody speak who's like very well spoken and all of a sudden they start using like really derogatory language it just kind of mm -hmm. takes you out of it you're like wait yeah. what, the, what is what's happening and this is coming from such <coughs> swears not, but... every six seconds on the podcast <laughs> but when you're making something on the record when it's going to be listened to you, over and over and over again i just personally i try to avoid it unless it's like absolutely necessary right and so that's the that's the only point of criticism <coughs> i have and I know there's a ton of people who would disagree with that point. Um, I just, I loved the the sound. The, I loved everything about the song so much. This was the one thing that I could kind of point to. So, But I would definitely recommend it, especially to those Hot Topic goth kids. This is a really interesting, I think, as you say, start to a record. Yeah. This would be, or just, I mean, any, I, that was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Anybody, really. This is, this was the... I would say the most interesting sounding and constructed song that you pitched this week for me. Okay. I, re I really liked it. And I love the name catatonia, like, you know, sort of playing off uh, catatonic. Yeah. There was, there's some kind of like underlying reference to the name of their band and I've forgotten it oddly mm -hmm. enough, but, but yeah, but this is, you know, this is a great, this album to me is a great introduction to this band, mm -hmm. even though it's kind of like in the middle of their career. Yeah. But um, are they still active? Yes, yes, very they cool. are. Mm -hmm. yeah, very cool. So uh, yeah, and and with uh, I really like the 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 his writing style, and like you said, throwing in 
unnecessary swear words does kind of throw it off because he is very well spoken. Has it's 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 like reading like a perfect poem, mm -hmm. but somebody used like flabbergasted in it, and it's like or um, not flabbergasted. I was thinking of. I don't know, just like a weird word, just mm -hmm. something out of place, like <clears throat> yeah. And you know, he's he in some of their other songs, he's able to get the point across in the same way without using any kind of like swear words. And that's kind of what I was thinking is like because he has a lot of good it, conviction in his voice. It almost is like it would have been better if they were swearing the whole time, mm -hmm. and then you wouldn't have noticed it, or just to avoid it because it was used so sparsely, just those two times, yeah, in a reoccurring chorus but uh and sorry to just beat that horse to death no no i, I know it, i'm in my religious get up today yeah but, it make, but it makes perfect sense yeah. so and i i can actually completely agree Catatonia with that tonia is ruining america's youth they're coming over here with their their meatballs and their ikea furniture and they're corrupting your children <laughs> they're taking them to a dark place we got a bomb sweetie we got a bomb kill them all <laughs> hang them up hang them by their <laughs> shitty cd collector racks <laughs> remember those things you'd have like 50 cds on one side it always broke yep so you could only fit 49 <laughs> i had one of those yeah i went through a lot of those Man. and just kind of like they it always took, had that lean to them it took two hours to put together it was, it was always missing screws or mm -hmm. wooden pegs or whatever <laughs> but anyway Anyway. So you recommend? Absolutely. This awesome. is I recommend to your grandma, your mom, Kid G, everybody. Kid G, you could learn from these guys. Yeah. This is real heartbreak. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, it gets worse. I would uh, <clears throat> I would like to say that I'm not gonna pull any more from this record. Okay. So I would like I would recommend you to dig into the just this record. Oh, I gotta let me write something down real quick. It's a good thing you have that pen. That doesn't work. Catatonia. And it's called Viva... Viva Emptiness. Viva Emptiness. I mean, if that's not an awesome album title, I don't know what is. That is really cool. Way better than Viva La Vida. Yes. By Coldplay. <laughs> um, and then the other one was Death Angel. Death Angel. Act 3. Now I, can, now I can log this. Look at you. I can write pretty good. I can never read my own handwriting. It's horrible. Yeah, especially terrible. like especially when I'm songwriting and I'm trying to write fast. Oh yeah. god. A's look like H's and Z's somehow. I it's horrible. Yeah, I have terrible handwriting. Every like... teacher that ever passed me, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> any any chance there was to type whatever <laughs> was report or oh, any chance to type, I had to type because they were <laughs> like my teachers always had that moment with me. They were like, Hey, look. Your handwriting is the worst handwriting I've ever seen. Type everything. I used to get, we would get graded on, on our penmanship when I was no. in elementary school. Oh. And I always got like a B because my thing is real quick. I'm, I write with my right hand, mm -hmm. but I'm left hand dominant. Interesting. So when I write, if you ever, here, I can, for you YouTube viewers, people listening to the podcast are going to be lost. Dude, for the minute. audio people are super excited about this. <laughs> they are. Hold it right up to the mic. I got you. <laughs> but I hold my see how see how I hold my uh, my pen like a lefty, and I write like that. It's all right. You hold it like a lefty. Yeah. What does that mean? Hold it like a lefty. 
Lefties hold their. This is how people who write right hand hold hold the pen. Yeah. See how you see how you hold your pen. Yeah. All right. Left-handed people hold their pens like this, and they write like this. I have never noticed that. Yeah. So I hold my my pen like a lefty, and I write almost upside down. This is a whole new lane for me. I've never yeah. heard of this. Yeah. This is wild. Next time you're around someone who's left-handed, watch them write. In the fifties, they would have, they the, would have put you in jail. <laughs> no, because I, I went to school in the eighties. Everyone had to write right-handed. Oh, they made you. My wife got away with it. She's Trish is left-handed, mm-hmm. but they never got around to making her be a righty. So I play guitar left-handed, mm-hmm. and, and I use the word "play guitar" loosely. <laughs> but you yeah, hold it that way. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm left-hand dominant. Everything That's I do is is left-handed except for right. That's weird. Isn't it weird? So, just going back to the penmanship real quick, I remember my <coughs> second grade cursive teacher told me I would not be able to get into college because of my cursive penmanship. And then I changed schools like three or four years later. And I, because it was mandatory to write in the, in the Catholic school system, cursive from second grade on. We did, we had to. Yeah. Also. And uh, I went to this new school and they were like, write it however you want. We don't care. <laughs> Yeah, we had to write in cursive up until I think middle school. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, cursive for all you kids—that's a different way of writing where all your letters are connected. It's how it looks like I'm writing. I'm writing in print, but it looks like cursive because yeah. I have horrible handwriting. Moving on. Moving on to the, what I would consider the most guilty pleasure song that I have. <coughs> this is this is the ice cream sundae with a waffle and sugar on top with 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 an after dinner warhead and this is the gumdrop of country music cruise by the florida georgia line written by brian kelly tyler hubbard joey moy chase rice good god can you believe there's this many writers jesse rice no relation produced by joey moy this song went platinum it's 11 times platinum certified diamond Baby, your song, you make me want to roll my windows down. Let's hear what you have to say. First of all, Trish loves this song. Ah, I figured. And it was actually a lot of fun to listen I, to it. I'm really surprised she didn't like Dirt Road because it's basically 16-year-old cruise, kind of. She didn't because, I don't know, um, she doesn't have any head injuries. <laughs> <laughs> but not cruise, it's, it's a fun song. Yeah, it's just it's exactly what it says it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I I really dug it. It was fun. It had all the tropes of just like cruising around, especially, you know, we're from Georgia. Yeah, you know that's like real life when you're growing up. You know, yeah. but yeah, it was just a fun. Like, uh, I hate to say the word toe tapper or foot tapper, but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. just like you said, it was just a, a nice ice cream sundae in a PBR can. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. It's a PBR float, if you will. Yes, it is. Yeah. With a, you know, uh, a side order of Marlboros and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Some Copenhagen to finish you off. Copenhagen and, this, you know. I, the only, th- so this this song, I think it, it generated like pretty moderate success when it first, I think it, uh, moderate I use, like it was pretty popular, but what really made it popular is Nelly did a remix which oh. if Nelly remixes your song, you're going 11 times platinum. So, Nelly, if you're out there, I've got a couple coming out. So if you want to remix, please feel free. But that's what, like, really blew them up. I think they even, like, it, there was a tour around 
Nelly and Florida Georgia Line, and I want to say it was like Kid Rock or something. It was something like that. I can't, yeah. I can't remember exactly, but they, but, uh, the, again, this is a good example of like going back a couple years, mm-hmm. pop music, hip hop, country, grindcore. It's all becoming the same thing. <laughs> grindcore. Popular but, and these guys have been around for a while and they are, they yeah. have been very popular. I mean, I've, I was familiar with Georgia, Florida line before, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is just, they just make that like feel good country pop music. Yeah. I think the, the, they coin, I don't know if this band coined the term, but around this time, the tor- term was coined bro country. That's okay. Really apropos. <laughs> just looks, sounds, yeah. what they're talking about. And I mean, really, this was, I I mean, I, I think there were some songs that came before it that kind of touched on this, but every song after this is like blue jeans and pickups and having a good night with beer. So, I mean, really just like pivotal moment for the genre and like yeah. where it's going. Because like, you know, we talk about talking earlier about Waylon Jennings and Clint Black and uh, Willie Nelson. They wouldn't be able to get away with these kind of songs no no in their in their heyday no not at all yeah but it's it's a different time and yeah i mean it's a good place for the genre to go i think sure yeah i mean it's definitely it's making money yeah yeah the only thing i don't like (coughs) is when he's like and like i said guilty pleasure song only listen to it by myself yeah so that whoever's riding with me doesn't strangle me um but he's he says pork to rhyme it with, I put it in pork and dress, and I just can't. That's, you don't talk like that. I know you don't yeah. talk like that. It doesn't <laughs> park guitar. It doesn't rhyme. Change it up. Come up with something else. Write it. There's five writers on this. You couldn't rhyme something with guitar. That to me was the most shocking. Was it took so many people to write such a simple song. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, if I'm not mistaken, these are like dudes in the band. Yeah. So maybe they all had their little pitches and it was political and like, hey, I, I said, put it in park and grab my guitar. No, I said, put it in pork. <laughs> put it in pork. <laughs> put but, it on a shirt. Put it in pork. Yeah, but it's it's a good song. You know, if you're driving through Georgia, this is a good song for yeah, that. It gets you. You just put it on repeat. <laughs> and before you know it, you'll be in Hamilton, Georgia, hanging out with Kid G. Put it in revoice, <laughs> <laughs> not pork. I like it. But yeah, recommend? I, I recommend. It's Everybody. a fun song. It's yeah. yeah. It's just. This is surprising that this. So is this the one you like most out of the three? This probably? is this is the one I like. That's the most. interesting. I did not expect that. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect Kid G, but I definitely didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. This one was uh, so. between this one and You Lie. They were, you know, for what they were, I enjoyed them. Okay. Yeah, it's just a feel good song. It's just a fun drinking song. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Like, um, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna listen to it on purpose, but I mean on porpoise. On porpoise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Popping right out of the South Georgia border. <coughs> they don't speak good. No, they don't speak mad. well. <laughs> and that's you know, they were worried about my penmanship. Fuck, should be worried about the fact that I don't, I don't speak well. All right, so I guess we are now at pain. Right now, that's Catatonia riff. They get, <coughs> I, th- I think pain gets. 
Payne's Black Knight Satellite gets catchy song of the week, but Catatonia gets catchy riff of the week. Holy shit. One thing I didn't say about, I really liked the the use of like the effecty kind of guitars, because you don't see that a lot with American Males. It's like pretty standard, overdriven, mm-hmm. um, like that sort of classic sound, and then they, they continue to kind of push it. But I really like that. A lot of European metal bands go for the more effecty kind of stuff, like Gojira. Yeah, they they're cool with using whammy, uh, whammy pedal or sorry, wah wah pedals and uh, effects on the guitar, and I like that. I like that a lot more. So we got Pain. Uh, the name of the song was Black Knight Satellite from their their newest album, Coming Home, which came out in 2016. Still active. Still active. Yes, Pain and Pain is the one band where you could almost they almost are more industrial than they are gothic. Mm. But I've been I've heard them call it both. Mm-hmm. So I figured it was a, a, a safe slide in there. Sure. And I also love Payne. It's one guy, and he just... Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And he just creates all of us, and then when they tour, he just brings on a backing band. Oh, okay, so he's he's kind of like uh, the, uh, the guy from Ghost. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. But, um, you know, the thing with Payne is... It can be it can be dark, but it's also... they He has a very good, like, tongue-in-cheek sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their songs are just entertaining, but kind of like a dark humor way. Black Knight Satellite was just a little different tribute, which if you did your homework. I did. Thankfully, I have Google. And it was the first thing that came up. So uh, if it was hard to nail down like a, a clear, like um, linear thing. But essentially, it's just this conspiracy theory that there's this extraterrestrial satellite that was put here. Mm-hmm. 13,000 years ago. We can't see it looking out, but NASA has a... There's some pictures of it online. Yeah, and it was like, NASA was like, this is space debris, and they're like, no, mm-hmm. it's just, it's Black Knight satellite. It's looking at us. It's cool. I like it, because, like, sort of... I mean, obviously, this is a conspiracy, but, like, thematically, it kind of reminded me of, like, Electric Eye by Judas Priest. So, yeah. kinda, like, I kind of liked the... the... <coughs> the whole, like... Oh, it's spying on you. It's watching you. It's watching you watch me watch you. <laughs> it was almost like an like a kind of a play on on Electric Eye. Yeah, yeah. As also almost being like a an ode to the Black Knight satellite. Right. You right. Know, so and, uh, he definitely gets my vocals for the. It was kind of like a nice in between of like Paradise Lost with that kind of <clears throat> gr- more gritty kind of sound and the pretty sounding catatonia like mm-hmm. he's like kind of right in there and that chorus is really catchy yeah. i really like it but yeah i was i was going somewhere yeah thoughts but, <laughs> oh, sorry did i take away from it <laughs> no no you're good but yeah but yeah i mean you know a lot of their stuff <coughs> is kind of like on not on that subject matter but more like you know not so deep and dark just kind of which the style of music you would expect it to be a lot more dark, mm-hmm. but he's kind of just writing about this thing he probably is like semi into, yeah. like looking into. I get that way with conspiracies a lot. I never, I'll dip the toe in just to see what people are saying. Like I follow some of the QAnon stuff, mm-hmm. not to like any serious degree. I just like to hear what people are saying because it's, I think it's batshit crazy. Like the <laughs> uh, a good example was the the flat earth people yeah i was like oh it can't get dumber than this and then you get the space is fake people and it's like oh how deep does this go and then you (laughs) find QAnon, and you're like 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So there is no rock bottom to the depth of human stupidity when you get a bunch of people together talking. So uh, yeah. But I, I like I I don't think he's approaching this as like I need to spread awareness about the Black Knight satellite. I think it's more of like this is a funny cultural thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sing about it. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of the lyrics that he writes are more tongue in cheek. <clears throat> You know, not to be taken too seriously. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the lyrics are actually really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, It's been around for 13,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I would definitely uh, recommend you checking out um, just this album right now. Okay. There's some more pain I want to I want to shovel. I want to inflict on you. <laughs> pain. What's, and the album is... It's coming Home. Coming Home. Yeah. I love the artwork for it. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Very like very basic, but really, really cool image. Mm -hmm. Super sweet imaging. <laughs> and there's a lot of fun like lyric topics on this album. That okay. Really fun. Does so. it get dark? Because you know I don't, I don't like dark stuff. No, it really it doesn't. It it doesn't. This is more of a fun. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, looking at that, it was he just has two <coughs> two, two records. No, no, I'm wrong about that. You're oh, right I just saw that. the. No, they have. Uh, oh, good. Oh, he's very, he's very active. Okay. Yeah, he started out in uh, the first album came out in '97. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. so. so, and and did he start out as this kind of like in this genre? How old is this genre with like you know using metal tropes and synthesizers and because it always seems like Europe's like kind of ahead of us, mm -hmm. and then we just take stuff from them that's pretty much that people like and then we make all the money off of it yeah like that's very uh and then we sell it back to them yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no, that, that happened i mean yeah. um i think a genre that i was really into for a while was dubstep and that originated in england as like kind of an offshoot from a lot of the like early electronica stuff that mm -hmm. was happening and then people like uh uh 12th planet and Dr. Pete, like a lot of the early adapters took that from, came back here and then they became big and then, you know, it blows up and then Skrillex is like one of the most popular electronic artists of all time. And we just, we make all the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is something that they've been doing over in Europe for years with the industrial metal and all that stuff going on like that. All the way back to the nineties. Probably even late eighties. Oh, wow. To be honest with you. He's also the lead singer of a death metal band called Hypocrisy, which has been around for quite a while. Okay. And where's he from? Germany. Oh, okay. He's actually yeah. really good. His name is Peter Taktgren. And if I mispronounce that, I apologize. But he, he has also has a side band with the lead singer of Romstein. Cool. Yeah, Till Lindemann. And the name of the band is Lindemann. Lindemann. Excuse Very me. cool. So, but yeah. I talk about a band that I haven't listened to very much, Romstein, but... So many people really like it, especially in Europe, obviously. More, yeah, I would say yeah. more so than here, but I know they always like it. Seems like every couple of years, like I see on the music sites, the lead singer of Rammstein lands himself in hot water because he's like one of those dudes that really likes pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. He's sort of like like Marilyn Manson over here, like you know, he'll wipe his ass with an American flag, <coughs> and you're yeah. like, how much bigger can the controversy <laughs> yeah. get? And then it turns out he's like sexually assaulting people and yeah like oh again there's no rock bottom to how deep <laughs> human debauchery goes 
Nope. And we just keep proving it more and more. <laughs> Dude, it's so <laughs> Constantly. So, but recommend? Don't? Absolutely. This was, I think, the... I, Catatonia is like more of like, I would think like a a deeper cut thing that I'll come back to and be yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is one I would like put on a playlist and like listen to pretty frequently. I really liked... I'm really excited to check out the album because I think it's just... Out of the three, it's probably the most main. It has the most mainstream appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, just with, it's like a song song. It yeah, it gets stuck in my head, like the chorus. So I, I think I think people would enjoy it. And a lot of, of the three. a lot of the songs, especially on this record, they'll they'll get, they'll they'll stick in your head. Yeah, and it's just enjoyable. I mean, you you wouldn't expect that from gothic or industrial metal, but it's. It's fun. It's actually this is actually a very fun record to listen to, and okay. some of their other stuff is fun, but I'd rather you uh, stay away from their other stuff right now. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Yeah, okay. yeah. Dip your toe in slowly. <clears throat> yeah, because I'm uh, I'm gonna expose you to some more pain. <laughs> God, I like pain. <laughs> I really like pain. I bought the T-shirt. What do you want to wrap up with today, dude? We got through it. Um, I'm I'm really glad we got through Kid G, because. Oh, I can I can start us off. Just going off of we were talking about uh country kids and dipping earlier. Yeah, yeah. Just a little story out of out of high school. So uh I I switched schools in tenth grade and was trying to make friends, so I was pretty much willing to do anything. And some of those daddy's money country kids invited me to the bathroom and they and they what? fucked me. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> they uh they pulled out a kid. Where is this going? <laughs> what a bomb that I would I think be. the mushroom just kicked in. <laughs> the so they they had a, a can of uh of like dip pouches. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something weird. It was like fucking fruity berry or so. It was like like Jolly Ranch. I don't know. It was weird. It was like berry flavored dip pouches and they they were like, "Oh, yeah, just take a couple." First time dip. I'd smoked cigarettes, but mm-hmm. never dipped. And I, put, <coughs> I think it was like two or three oh on my, my bottom God. jaw. And I went to spit in the urinal. And they were like, oh, no, dude, just gut it. Like, just swallow it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was standing there. We we're, were kind of talking back and forth. And like five minutes later, I would just like felt this wave of like the most nauseous, gut-wrenching feeling I've ever felt. I ripped all of them out, threw it in the urinal, and just power puked into this thing <laughs> the only time i've puked harder is when i took lsd and ate a barbecue sandwich we can talk about that if we want but so i puked super hard <laughs> and this was like this was really this is like second period this is like nine o'clock in the morning i'm doing my first dip <laughs> horseshoeing it and swallowing the dip spit Ugh. and i just went to the nurse and she was like you sit. You look sick. Go home. I was like, okay. Called my mom. Came and picked me up. I don't feel good. I got tummy ache. Yeah. Do I hear the the LSD story? Sure. I'm, it doesn't. Yeah. I I don't have a good a good ending for it yet. But it was the first EDM show I went to, which will this is good because this will get us into segue into next week's into next week's. Um, I had a really fun time. Couldn't tell you who played, but it, I uh, don't feel bad if I went to an EDM show. I wouldn't be able to tell you who played either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's all the it's just, yeah. yeah it's all that shit mm-t, mm-t, it's, mm-t, yeah mm-t. yeah for four and a half hours 
Sorry. And <laughs> so my we all went, my buddies and I, to Montana, and we were, you know, as you do in your twenties, we were trying to find drugs. That was the thing to do. Okay. Uh, couldn't. It was very dry. Couldn't find anything. And then uh, there's this really cute girl who's really short, kind of trying to. I could tell was trying to see over everybody. I was like, "You want to hop on on my shoulders?" And she was like, "Yeah." And this was her favorite artist or whatever. So I had her on my shoulders. I like kind of worked my way to the front. And then we were there. <coughs> you know, I had her on there up for like 20, 25 minutes. And she was like, "Okay, you could you could put me down now." And I was like, "Okay." So I, I walked her back out of the crowd. And then set her down, and she, I couldn't really hear her over the, <laughs> and she, so all I hear was I heard I heard uh, acid, and I was like, oh sorry, I don't have any. And she was like, no no no, do you want some? And I was like, yes. And she just put a tab on my on my tongue, and this was up to that point the strongest LSD I had ever taken, mm-hmm. and rolled for seven or eight hours after this so we you know the the concert wraps up we hear there's this after party at the uh at a bar downtown not far from where we were so i was like i'm driving and no i didn't (laughs) i didn't drive that night and uh so we, we end up at this bar and one of the things that i had yet to learn about psychedelics is generally don't want to eat on them yeah but i was so hungry because i had been dancing and i was trying to stay hydrated but i hadn't had any food that day and there was a food truck selling what i can only describe as the most disgusting looking barbecue sandwiches i've ever seen disgusting in a good way just like (coughs) slathered with barbecue just like big old meaty there was a professional photographer at the show that was like can i get of some photos of you eating this monstrosity it's like of course so I'm, there's some on, they're online somewhere of me just chowing down on this barbecue sandwich. <laughs> Stupid LSD brain me goes, this would be a perfect time to go inside and start dancing again. Now that I'm refueled and full of, full of barbecue sandwich, <laughs> full of, full, I put it in pork and I put the pork in me <laughs> and okay. Well, I was I trying to tie it into how he says And your pork. guitar. I'm still yeah, trying to rom yeah. guitar with you. <laughs> pork. Uh, I got my pork in me. I go inside, start dancing. And then about 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I don't feel good. And I I run to this alley not far from the bar. And I projectile vomit, which I'd never done to that point. And I was, I was so high that I was just impressed at what my body was doing. I didn't even feel it. I was just like, I'm like a fire hydrant of vomit right now. It was really cool. And, um, you know, I actually saw a fire hydrant of vomit. They were at Ozfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're opening up from cat- for Catatonia. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, so I walked back to the bar, not feeling good. Neglected to mention that the concert was a paint party, so they had fire hoses and they were shooting paint on us, and it was really, you know, everybody's got glow sticks and really cool. The tallest cop I've ever seen <coughs> gets out of the tiniest cop car. I've ever seen and I don't think it was the drugs. This guy was like seven foot five. And again, I couldn't hear him over the <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he all I hear is like hit you in the face. And I was looking at him like please I just said, please don't hit me in the face. Cause this dude is like I'm looking at like Kareem Abdul Jabbar talking about hitting some something in the face and he's like no 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 did you get hit in the face and i was like 
no, this is just this is paint from the party. I'm not high, and he just like rolls his eyes and walks away from me. And <laughs> I still got I got to come up with an ending for that story. That was a good ending. I mean, you know. yeah, it always kind of falls a little flat. But that was uh, what were we talking about? Projectile vomiting. So. <laughs> What's your addition? <laughs> You know, I don't even know if I can top that one right now. <laughs> well, so yay. Hopefully, we didn't isolate the fan base. No, no. I know you guys are good, devout Christian Jesus boys, just trying to do the Lord's work. So, forgive me, me <laughs> not for my past sins. I'm striving towards a better future. And I'm pretty sure the Lord does not like EDM. <laughs> I, he created it. Jesus drops that base. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks Let's a lot. Play us out, John. Until next time. Oh, Jonathan. I yeah. love you, buddy. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>